even when I taught them Christianity, whatever religion it was, it was, you know, I'm going to not tell you my opinion. These are all the range of opinions that exist and you can choose what you like. Um, and I think that gave them a lot of freedom as well and be like, oh, look, Miss Cole, just tell us what you think. Like, because it would be easier. We'll just follow what you think. Mm. And it's like, no, mm. you need to think what you need to think and build the, build your own personality and character. And they were genuinely lovely kids as well. I loved them. Like, I really enjoyed high school. <laughs> yeah, enjoyed teaching them. That's amazing because stereotypically, that's the most difficult age to work with, right? Like, I know that we were, when I was at school, I was a nightmare at that age. So how, how do you manage teenagers um there were there were students i'm not gonna lie there were students but i think it just comes down to they are going to push your button and see how far you're going to go they're going to test the waters that's just normal and they're going to do that like i remember even when i first walked in um i'd hear like people shouting things and all this random stuff and they're going to push and see where is her boundary um and then from that point onwards like when you like set the boundaries you do have to it wasn't just me walking in and being like oh hi guys i'm your friend best friends you can't do that it's very much you lay down the rules and then you play within those and you're like okay for me it's respectful if you don't ever shout out and never talk over anyone else if one person's talking one person's talking and that's not just like a classroom rule that's a life rule right and when they couldn't do it like i wouldn't shout at them for me I'm very, very anti-shouting, very, like, always have been. I think that's because I've grown up in a different environment where there was a lot of shouting. So I don't respond to shouting myself because I feel like even a child, when they're young, um, you shout when they're not listening. But I was all like, I will listen if you say it to me at a normal level and I will actually do it. So when I went into teaching as well, I made sure that it was never, you can say the same things you want to say, but you don't need to shout. Um, and I know loads of kids shut down as well because I was teaching with loads, predominantly Asian children as well. And that's a trigger if I start shouting and then they're shouting mm. at home and it just doesn't link up very well. So it was just making sure that they felt safe. They didn't feel like, oh, you know, Miss Paul's going to flip. She's going to change the script and she's going to get really angry or mad. So when they did do mistakes, I'd always make a joke about it. So it'd be like, oh, that's really clever. Like you... Uh, I, I love it when you listen to everyone, but they're not listening to anyone. They're just talking. I'm like, oh, I love it when you really listen to my instructions. So it's amazing. You're so talented. And everyone's just laughing, but it's telling them off. But it's in a, like a nice way. And they're like, oh, they're a bit embarrassed. Like, okay, cool, cool. I'm going to stop this. And they're always like, obviously, they linger like, miss, why are you going to do me like that? Why are you going to do this to me? And it's like, and they'll stop. And it's that method. I think um, firm but fair, you know, it's, it's balancing it. I think shouting and um dealing with students and aggression will never work in your favor and just whenever they do do something wrong it's like you know even when we have detentions so it's, again they think sometimes it was like oh but miss you're my friend you can't give me detention it's like no you get detention what, what, do, what do i look like and they get detention and it's that those are moments detentions aren't there for them to sit for an hour doing work it's there for you to talk and be like okay so what happened there how are we going to make sure it's not going to happen next time and if you're not having that discussion they're going to be in detention every lesson so it's i think similar as long we do camps with kids as well it's like similar conversations it, it's across the board that's amazing because it's uh so new to me um at home it was like like you know normal punjabi family you, you get shouted or beaten if if the parent wants to make their point and then um 
and yeah similarly like that didn't, that approach didn't really work for for me and my brothers because it was just my mum at home so we didn't really take it seriously once we got to a certain age um so so that approach didn't work and then um with kids as well i feel like it's amazing how teachers can somehow get kids to do things without having to nag or shout and these types of things so like yeah i mean i, I wish there was like a uh, you know a class on this kind of stuff for parents because my, my my kids are very young but sometimes it feels like they're teenagers and um we, uh, we just don't know what to do with them sometimes because that you know we might say can you do this and say no and then it's like okay well, <laughs> what do you say how, how do you how do you how do you kind of build that relationship to a degree where you have that like adherence to things mm -hmm. that you need them to do or is that not really practical i think firstly like i i I've obviously met you before by so you have a very calm nature and that shows i think upbringing can really make people go the opposite way or you know the same way and i think you've gone completely the opposite then and i think then we can you know implement those sort of things and in terms of if a kid says no i think it's figuring out figuring out why they're saying no so i remember once I know this is probably not the best example, but um, there was a student and um, she was like, I'm not going to read off the board. And we'd, we'd do it as a game. We'd do that popcorn reading, which is like one person choose another person, they choose another person. And whenever she'd, she'd get chosen, she'd be like, I'm not going to read. I don't know how to read. And she was like really old. And we're like, you know how to read. And she's just completely denying it. And it could have been me saying, no, you're going to read today. Like, and enforcing like my ego, like I'm the teacher here, you're going to read. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. that's okay. Let's just move on. She's being a bit disrespectful. I was like, let's move on. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, and even in the moment, not saying, never embarrass your kids in front of other people as well. So if someone's over, um, kids feel embarrassed too. So she would have felt embarrassed if I was like, you're staying behind. And at the end, like whispering to her, like, oh, you're going to stay behind. I need to talk to you. And then at the end, not telling her during the time as well. And then when they stay behind. And I remember asking her, you know, what really? And it was just like she was embarrassed because she makes so many mistakes. And mm. if I'd forced her, she would have been so angry, probably walked out. Yeah, but then it's thinking about what the root causes. Um, with kids, we've had that as well, like where, you know, at camps where they'll be like, oh, no, like, oh, I don't want to do that, Benji, anymore. Like, I don't want to do that. And it's just like, it's hard, but it's like putting a lot of energy towards it. And like, instead of making it like a negative, I think it's like kids feel the ego play too. They feel um, if someone's enforcing some, something on them, they're like, no, I'm right. Like, they still feel that they're kids. Like, no, I want to do it. So it's like not battling egos and just being like, okay, but okay, what do you want to do? Let's do something else for like two minutes and then we'll do that. There needs to be like almost a deal for them. Like, what? how does this benefit me? Kids feel that as well. Like, how is this going to benefit me? And it's like, I think I saw a video on this kid as well. Like, he was picking stuff up on the store and he kept and he's like, mom, I want this, I want this. And she's like, let's take a picture of it and we'll get it for your birthday. And she wasn't going to get it for her birthday, but it's that not ignoring them and being like no you've had all the toys and it's still mm. they weren't wrong. i know it's mean it's a bit alive but it's acknowledging their feelings and then being like okay acknowledging okay why is it no or we're not ha we might not have the time for that every single time but those discussions and that trust that will build over time will become that because we see like gross children around and i ask the parents as well like how are they so agyagari to you they listen to everything and it's because they have trust relationships they have such mm. strong trust relationships where they have trust with their parents so well and, and that communication is there um and it's just again it's the ego but it's taking interest in what their interests are and 
spend like using it like oh you know um uh, our niece here that I've met loves Roblox and stuff. So we're like, oh, you know, like if you learn your face, I'll, I'll buy you some Roblox stuff. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And it's like, even Sticky has to be fun. You can't, the way we were taught Sticky as well was, Nabash, and I, if you don't sit and listen for Hukam Nama, like you're in trouble. Like if you laugh or anything during a dance, you are in trouble. And that's not the way to get our kids into Sticky. Okay, if you're, if you're being naughty during Hukam Nama or something, like, I'll get you like a sweet. If you if you close your eyes and put your hands together, I'll get you your favorite sweet. And then they do it. They know there's a reward system there then. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll do this. We know how to work the system. And then eventually they have kids sangats, kiddie sangats, and they see other people doing it and they copy because they're like, dad, I want to do that too. Mm. That's really interesting. I'm taking all these mental notes for when I'm dealing with um, with my son. Uh, and he, he is a good boy and, and so is my daughter. I can see how some of those things would really would really work. Um, what's your opinion on TV? Because I, I um, like Darshkul has a, a very kind of strong opinion. Like kids should watch TV, messes with their head, and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I, I was kind of brought up on TV. It was just leave the kid in front of the TV, and then um, you can get on with the things you need to do. And then within our friends circles, we've got kind of a mix of, of both of those approaches, and somewhere along the spectrum. But what's what's your thoughts on it? Like I I do fall back on it sometimes when I need to, when I need just like a time out. Say, oh, do you guys want to have yeah, TV time? And then, um, but I think, yeah, I, I think it's um, the best. And let me just make clear: I ha I will make absolutely no judgment. I don't have kids, so I I was probably I would probably stick them on the TV because they'd probably annoy me. I'd be like, just watch it for the next six hours. So obviously, I come. I understand that I'm coming from a place of not full understanding here. Um, apart from, you know, looking after, you know, kids camps and all the kids there in one go. But um, I think that it's, it's what you want to, too much, it's, how do you say, moderation, right? Everything in moderation. There needs to be a balance with everything. So if you cut them off completely, then they're going to go wild when they're older. That's what say anything. Like if you cut mm. them off from anything at this age, mm. then they're just going to go so wild when they're older. Or if you allow them to indulge too much, it becomes the habit because they're doing it all the time. So when they grow up, they're going to be like, you know, how can you not watch TV? So even me and Guru, we're, we're quite different. Like he, you know, watches um, a lot more than I do. And like, I, I like had actively stopped when I was in like, um, high school, sixth form, like I was like, I'm not going to watch this anymore. This is like, this is too much. Like you can't stop. Like I couldn't stop here. It just kept going. There's a new show yeah, and there's a new yeah. show and there's a new episode. Yeah, it's addictive. Um, so I consciously stopped it in that sense. But then it's like just being able to watch a little bit, I guess it gives a bit of a break. So again, I think mm. it's moderation. If you stop completely, like I remember we grew up, like my parents used to always use example. There was an uncle G that locked the TV in the cupboard and said no TV for the kids. And we used to feel like really sorry. We thought, oh my God, I don't have a TV. But it's just that balance, I think. And especially like my Gidbar, like more content comes to the kids, which is sticky orientated mm. so that they can, you know, even when it comes to my kids, that they can actually watch it and be like, oh, you know what, dad, this isn't boring. I can watch this. And, and hopefully there'll be more available for them. But I don't think it's completely bad because they, I'm sure they, they pick up a lot from TV. Like you learn a lot, you know, um, especially from certain shows. Imagine they're into like nature discovery shows, then they're going to learn so much or like the geography show or the hist horrible histories. They'll be, you know, super, like they'll, they'll know so much, but you know, I have this, I say this to people as well, like, I only, I don't know if kids will understand this, but we can try explaining it to them. But 
everything you watch is stored in your brain, right? Everything. Even if it's on the TV and you're not directly watching, it's gone in your brain, it's photographed and it's in your memory box. And now those kind of things are going to enter your dream and they're going to enter your conscious and your unconscious system. So um, with the kids, they'll just say, okay, if you're going to watch a scary movie, don't be surprised if all of this stuff comes in your dream and they don't come to me when you're crying, right? Because it's going to come and they're going to get you, right? Um, and I always had to be like, I, I, even now I only watch funny things or like a rom-com. I'll be like, funny or rom-com, because if I'm going to enter stuff into my psyche, it's going to be good stuff, because you're going to have to deal with my nightmares, because I'm 100% going to get them. Um, whether it be five years down or 10 years down the line, it's going to come, and it's going to be like the weirdest shapes and faces. And um, yeah. so I think just entering, if you do choose TV, then allowing them to watch positive things. I, I'm, I don't agree with, especially in kids in school, they would be playing all these really aggressive games in like year seven and it would come out in their behavior um, and their language and when they would draw stuff for us um you know blood and all this stuff and it was it was like obviously it was very you know we had to yeah. flag graphic up. um graphic games yeah i'd be completely against those kind of things you know if um your pajangi was like i want to go play this game and i was like no 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 because it does make a big influence huge influence but if it's yeah. like you know they want to watch peppa pig i don't know how dangerous peppa pig is you know i don't <laughs> I don't think that was that dangerous. So moderation you know and just it's, watching it's, it, yeah. I was watching something a bit scary yesterday, actually. It was um, it was about murder. Uh, is it? And um, and and I was trying to go to sleep, and I was thinking, I was replaying the things I had seen in the show. So it's uh, you know, even even as an adult, um, it's definitely true what you're saying. Uh, but I, even I can... in Zimran though, like I say this, um, I'm like, that's all my responsibility in Zimran. If those things are coming to my head, I'd rather like funny stuff be coming and nice stuff than like that stuff. I was like, yeah, I, I that's, that's my responsibility. Right. And then yeah. people understand that because whenever anyone's like, oh, let's go watch a scary movie in the cinema and they're like, oh, dude, are you scared? I'm like, it's not about being scared. I was like, at least I know I'm entering dumb stuff in my brain, but at least I can choose the dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, humor is very powerful. Um, like my, my daughter sometimes watches stuff and the, the way they depict females, she watches this ladybug program. So the ladies were wearing like Lycra that's really tight fitting and she's over, there's a cartoon animation. So she's over, you know, she has this figure and then, and then there's a lot of like boy girl stuff. So my, my Darshko doesn't let her watch that anymore, but, um, but th there's kind of a lot of that conditioning going on as well, I feel. And with my daughter, I see it play out because she'll want to do certain things or she'll want to uh, wear certain things because it's the kind of stuff that she's seen on TV or one of her friends is doing it in nursery or something like that. So um, I think there's a lot of pressure on, there's all this kind of conditioning for women to kind of adhere to a certain image and um, and, and that kind of stuff. And I know you did a post recent, well, it wasn't that recently, but you did a post on Kiss, right? Like um, saying that it's completely natural and stuff. So I want, I was wanted us to kind of touch on that. Obviously, I know I'm not really, I don't have any personal experience of that, being a female and stuff. But mm. I know that's something that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that I've spoken to kind of struggle with. Um, and I think part of it is that there's this accepted or, or kind of conformative view of what a female should look like in, in kind of modern day society. And, um, and then I think there's a conflict sometimes between that 
and when people want to practice Sikhi and want to advance on, on the journey in Sikhi. So like, do you, have you come across that in doing camps or in schools and how do you kind of navigate that? Yeah, I think there's um, so much of that in terms of even like, even if we go beyond Sikhi, like there's so, so many insecurities played on by so many industries for women. Um, because if they don't, then they won't exist simply. And they have to make you feel those insecurities for them to sell their product. Um, and in terms of your daughter, it's like, it's very difficult, especially when the older she gets, it is going to get more harder, especially when she reaches high school, like secondary school. Um, mm. Because there's so many people with an opinion of you. Um, and saying people are scared. And um, just in terms of your daughter, I'd say, it, going into Sangat again and seeing people that are similar like her. So it's even here, like um, when people, we had a program and all these little kids were in Barney and like all of them were like, had their shastad and, and it was like, they, they all build each other up. And the same for us, right? So if we go home and we watch something scary or something dumb, we go back into Sangat and we remember who we are. Same for the kids. They're like, they might watch stuff like that, but if they keep going back, where they belong, they're going to keep the identity. But if they stop going, if, if that, um, if it's not a moderation and that stimulus is like high enough, then, and they go back to the Sangha, then there's going to be a point where there's no return. But it's like, Marge mm. Gipper, like having like Rustic parents that can keep that moderation up until a certain point, hopefully. Um, and in terms of like insecurity, there's so many with women, like, you, uh, especially when I was teaching as well. And especially at camps, there was a lot, uh, when you spend a bit of time, it all comes out. And I think that you have to, no matter where you are on the journey, like where I am now, where I'm super comfortable with my gears, and I've like never ever doubted the beauty, where I like, I look and I don't see anything wrong. Like, and I think that's from Guru Sahib fully, like that comes from Guru Sahib where you only see beauty and you're like, oh, this is amazing. Like Amara just made me like this. And, and this is like, I, I really enjoy the way I look, but that's because of Guru Sahib. But whenever this question comes up, I always try to place myself back into a moment where I wasn't feeling that like that. So in high school, when I wasn't wearing the star and, you know, um, we had to wear shorts for PE and everyone had shaved legs. And, you know, I felt really uncomfortable when I had a unibrow and people would say things to me. I need to remember those times. And it's, it's scary when you look a certain way and people are picking on you and everybody looks a, a different way. I think it's a lot to do with confidence um and building that confidence and having people around you that saying you know there's nothing wrong with the way you look you are beautiful the way you look um and also barney and barna come hand in hand um the two cannot exist without each other so you know i had friends in high school that started wearing the style and because the barney wasn't there the barna slipped very quickly um and then they, they, this only exists with the other one. Do you not see Gurbani Parange? Like, the more you read Gurbani, the more you'll go inward and realize that everything is beautiful. So, the emphasis really, really needs to be on like more Gurbani. Um, and then your Bana will become more and more beautiful. Gurusai will bless you with more emotion, God, not just outside, but inside as well. Like, he will give you daya, like, he will give you compassion, he'll give you some thought, contentment, and then he'll give you shingaras, and he might give you a barna, he might give you the star. Um, and there's there's other roots as well, like, when you are struggling with your case, it's 
firstly, it's understanding as well, like like we said about the industry, right? They're going to sell and it's always going to change. The way beauty has looked will always change. Mm. It's forever changing for society. Mm. There'll be a different thing. I remember when I was in high school, it was having short hair up to hair and having a hair because I think it was a it was a musician, Jesse J. It was Jesse J. Once she did that, everybody had Jesse J hair. And then, you know, whoever's at the forefront in celebrity, like mm. that's what people will do. Um, you know, and that's always going to change. And it's up to you. Are you going to keep going along with that change? Or are you going to try to sit with yourself and think, who am I? And it's like that aspect of remembering, even if you're not religious and you're not spiritual, is thinking there's things growing on my body naturally. And when you think about it, even science terms, like everything's there to protect you. Like your nose hair, stopping like bacteria and things coming mm. in, you know, and everything like keeping me warm, you know, the hair, like it's all there for a reason. It's not there like randomly. Um, and it's reading those posts. There's really, really good posts about this as well. Like um, in like, in terms of racism as well and how like um, shaved women and, and color was playing a big role. And it's something to look into once you, understand what people are doing it makes it easier as well um and then sangat like be surrounded by sangat where nobody the real sangat there's loads of sangat out there right um mm. not one to say fake so not real sangat we talk about the guru um if you have that sangat your focus will be on maraj and maraj will give you the love the strength everything you need um, and if you're in a Sangat where like everybody looks, has the bana, has the sroop, but they don't talk about Guru, they don't speak about Guru, then were you really ever going to be able to maintain your Sikhi? Because you're never talking about Guru, even if you're like, you know, doing Kauj or Gurbani or listening to Katha or anything, if you're not doing it, then how is your bana ever, ever going to stay? It's just against, yeah. oh, it's like a science experiment, it's, it's never going to stay. But Having Sangat is so, 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 so important. It's like, but not just in terms of your case, everything. It's the Sangat Jajanya, then like how much of a Sikhi is going to stay. It's the Sangat that mm. makes you um, reach Vaiguru. That it's only the, like with the Sangat and like Guru Sahib. Um, but I know that some, some like obviously from camps and stuff, um, some people really struggle, right? And it goes to a, a really hard place. And, I, and then... I think when you do that, I think, um, sorry, I think when you do that, it's important to remember that you can go talk to the Panchbiari. Um, people don't really know this and do this very often, but the Panchbiari is, isn't just for Amr Sanjars. You can walk in there anytime and talk to them about anything. So if you're struggling with your Amrit Villa, if you're struggling, struggling to stay in Sikhi, or if it's just like a dispute that's happened or like something financial, anything, you are allowed to enter that Amazon jar and ask them a question. So if you're struggling with your case, go to your, like, I mean, this is like, if you're really, really struggling, go to the Panjabiare and be like, you know, like, I'm really struggling with my case. What should, what should I do? And what should I, they might tell you, you know, like, to see Gurbani Paro, like, to see Akaro, like, or they, they might give you a lot of Hosla and a lot of Prem. And I don't know exactly what they'll say, but they are Guru Roop at that point. Who, whatever the five, the bunch say, they are Guru Roop. So whatever comes out of their mouth is Guru Gobind Singh saying it. So take that on. And they will say exactly the medicine that's needed for you. Every single person is different. Every single person needs to hear different things. Um, mm. You can't say for one BB the same thing applies for the other BB. It, they have completely different bringing environments up, bringing sangat, everything's different. So when you go to the Panjabiyar, you get that specific medicine that you might need. If it is, you know, at that level, they'll say specifically exactly what you need. Um, and, and that could be really, really helpful. Um, 
but yeah, I think it, it can be a struggle. But Marshall, if you could keep in Sangat, keep reading Gurbani, um, you know, it will get to a point like Marshall, like even personally, right? It's been a, a good maybe 10, 11 years, but I haven't really thought about it like in a negative way. Um, but when I was in high school, I did think of it very, very, very negatively, like the most negative you can think about, about it. And I was cutting hair without my parents knowing. So it w I had reached the extreme where like people had influenced me so much and my mind had taken me there. So I understand how difficult it can be. Um, and the pressures, especially when you're younger, um, pressures are so much mm. easier because you're still building your identity. Um, so I think it's so important for kids from a young age to be really strong with their identity and know who they are. So that when people, it's like Gyan or Jarni, like you can't move that Jar, like it's there. Like if anybody says anything, you can say something back. Once I started like um, wearing the star and stuff, if anybody said anything to me, like I was very shocked. I, mean, I would be able to say anything back because I knew, like I was like, you, you can't like test me here. But again, when you ask these questions or whenever someone goes across this is really important to remember where you came from because if I was talking about it from the place I am then I'm not being empathetic and it's important to remember like how difficult it was and it can be really difficult mm. so and, and it's important to talk talk to um Bibia talk to elders they can be really really helpful Grossix can be really helpful and it's okay to struggle I think we're all going to struggle with different things at different points um one day you might be fine with your soup and another day you're not it's same yeah. with things. I know things really struggle with their beard, like how yeah. long it is. So. Yeah, I know Darshak was struggled as well, which he was in when high school and stuff. So I think it's like a, um, I think it's like a normal process that we we all go through. Um, mm. So to kind of along that same vein, I didn't, ask, I didn't, you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I, um, we have a mutual friend, right, VJ Singh. Mm. And, and he teaches, at, um, I'm not going to say where he teaches, but um, there's, he was saying how like lust and relationships are a big issue in, in like the kind of people that he sees in, um, in college. And, I, and obviously in high school, I feel like that's a, a particular time as well, where lots of people get into relationships and, and, and stuff and uh, kind of exploring lots of different things and relationships being one of them. But um yeah, do you have any like advice for the younger people who might be listening to this, who are going through that phase where I, I'm personally, when I went through high school, I think I was just seeking validation and uh, and just wanted other people to like me, so I thought I would be worth liking. It was just like validation, I think, um, and and I sought that in relationships. But um, yeah, so I th I think. Do you have any? anything on that because i know that's a big thing like it's for any age i think that's a big thing in terms of the relationships and that whole kind of um girl boy thing and um so yeah like how people navigate that i guess a lot of the things you said that apply to image and being confident in your own skin would apply to relationships as well yeah 100 i think this topic is really important like i try to talk about it at camps as well um, and have open discussions about it because um, a lot of people just don't have the knowledge. So they don't know what to do and they just really don't know what to do. I think just personally, like, I, I think, I don't know if it's girls go later, but like, because I started Ring of the Star, like, it was very different. It was like a protection. So it was like, if they're out um, secondary school, like, it was March Goodbye, like, and through sixth form, everything was, you know, 
um, protected because of the star. It's like a, it's like a wall, almost like people won't. But then at the same time, I have spoken to Gurusik Bibia where their daughters are getting approached that do have a star, but it's because confidence is attractive as well. When someone's super confident, it's very attractive. Um, but it's, it's something that needs to be talked about more because, you know, Gurmani talks about it constantly. And, you know, Bhagat Kabiji says it starts at such a, such a young age. Um, so it's being conscious about what's happening. And, you know, if you are walking the Sikhi path, you need to remember that um, like your Sanjog is written. And now if you indulge in these relationships, right, which is normal for this society, like it's very, very normal to indulge in those relationships. Every relationship you you have, you're taking something on with that. And when you leave that relationship, and then you're going to bring that all into your non garage. Um, all of that is going to come with you. It doesn't just, mm-hmm. you don't just wash it off. Like it, it comes with you. And, and there's anything that happened during that time, you know, trauma, insecurities, everything comes with you. Um, and, it, and it's very difficult to not act on calm and not act on um, being in a relationship because you want more, like, when you're not indulging in sikhi and getting the attention, then that's a way of getting attention, you know, like, and pleasing the ego, like, because the ego grow, enjoys that. It really, really enjoys that. Um, and it's knowing that there are methods and ways to, you know, and firstly, not knowing that you're, you're not alone in this. Like, you know, Garm, Guru, Lom, Mohangar, it's repeated. They sit in this house. They are in this house. They are as equal. And Garm and Guru are the, like, the most powerful ones, which is like, um, like, they just burn everything because you do it, you get angry in an instant or you get lustful in an instant and, and it just burns everything. It burns all your bhakti. Um, and again, it, it's, it's really having Astra in Gurbani um, and staying in Sangat. In Sangat, you can't do karma acts. In Sangat, you can't do growth acts. Full stop. How are you going to stand up in Sangat and start shouting at people or do something calmly? So if, if you're struggling, a physical thing that you can do is just go in Sangat. Like if you go to the Gurdwara, um, which is hard to do in the moment, but what are you going to do in front of Guru Sahib? You know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So Sangat uh, is really important. And I know like... Um, I know, I know it's not talked about in, in like BB Sangats as much, but I know it's talked about in Singh Sangat because I, I, I know in the camps, whenever we'd reflect on the questions, um, the Q&As with the boy, the Singhs and the Bibia, the Singhs one had a lot to do with garment and stuff like that. And the cause one would be very, very different. Like we wouldn't even touch the subjects. Um, uh, so I think the Singhs have a lot more help with that because elder Gursiks will, and a lot of the Gursiks elder, like that you see openly are male. So you can openly talk to male Gursiks about it. And I think, again, I'm identifying gaps here because there's more, um, we should be permitting more Bibia um, to be at the forefront so that our daughters have someone that they can go talk to and feel comfortable. Um, because you might not want to talk to your mom and dad about it, you, you, but you might be comfortable talking to this Bibi that's at this camp or at this at the Gurdwara because you feel comfortable and you know your information will stay there. So I think um, you can talk to people about it. And these things can become addictions as well. Um, like I read Russell Brand's 12-step book. I think it was yeah. like 12 steps to recovery, you know, and, and those things come up in that as well. So if you yeah. are very far gone, there are, there are ways to, you know, um, try your best. And um, I think the thing that kills people the most is it's a cycle, isn't it? It's the, you, you do something, the guilt, you feel bad and then you do it again. 
you feel bad it's the guilt in Sikhi, like the guilt um and i think it's you know that guilt can be very out overpowering and then you just keep doing it again because you feel so bad you're like oh, i'm such a bad person mm. such a bad person keep doing it again i think it's doing a das you know and just laying your cards out and being like, you know, I'm really struggling with this. And there's loads of shabbats for that, you know, um, you know, save me from this. I can't be saved. And why would those shabbats be there? Why would not did you write those shabbats if they weren't there to be used? So it's like people ignore and then guilt, they pretend like it's not even there. Ignore and guilty, mm. ignore and guilty. But if you start accepting, you know what? Okay. Like, all these shabbats are there already. You don't even have to make this up. Like, Gurbani is there to help you, right? Um, so it's like accepting, okay, you know what? Garm exists in me. Growth exists in me. These things exist in me, good side. And then once you've accepted it, now you know what you're facing. Like, you know your opponent. You're like, okay, you're here. I accept that you're here. Most people don't even get to that point where they're like, no, 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 like, it doesn't even exist. I'm not even going to pretend like it's there. But then you need to realize, I remember we talked about it in a camp. It was like, um, the porn industry is like the most used industry ever. And I think India is the most places used. Um, and it's a billion dollar industry. Who's accessing that? Everybody, it, you know, very, like, most people are accessing it. So yeah. you can't ignore it. And it, Accepting that it's there, being like, okay, you know what, this is here, and then giving it to my, like giving it to Maharaj. You'll be like, you know what, I have no control over this. To see Maharaj get back at her, to see calm, to bachado, growth, to bachado, love, to see hirde, which apna naam basado. Like, put your naam here instead, because those things can't coexist, right? But we build. Mm. It's not like this thing, people give up. They're, oh, I did a dance, it didn't work. I've had that before, you know, a Benji, I did a dance, the karma, it didn't work, whatever. And it's like, it's not uh it's not a sprint it's a marathon right mm. we always say this a sikki is not a sprint it's a marathon it's going to take a lot of time and you're going to fall loads and that's okay but your fall will be like this you know you're going to keep falling and that's fine and some people might not fall if you some people won't fall at all it'll be like a one there's loads of people like that where it's like um straight away they can leave everything because it that that is everyone's different right and that's fine okay, don't try to if i'm saying these words don't feel like oh i should fall more no because you're doing fine you're doing good because some people feel that i remember once there was a bibi and she was like at a camp and we were all saying stories of how we started running the star and she was like oh i feel really sad because i've wanted the start all my life and i feel like i don't have a story and i feel really sad about it we're like, no 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 be really happy you always had a star right i don't want people to feel like it's at, like whatever the situation is abnormal but when you do a last maraj like you know, it's like Bairam Singh, even in his book, he was, uh, he experienced one thought of calm had led him to Nark in his dream. And in, in Nark, he was put into this pit of like animals and fire and he woke up with all those jokham. And, you know, if, and I think in his book, he said it took him years. If it's taking like these Gursik years to fight lust and calm, you know, just know it is a battle. Like, it can be a very difficult battle and it's just always going back to Maharaj and like, you know, this isn't, this is really difficult. Um, but yeah, I definitely think like people are so vulnerable. I get really scared for my baby. Like the ones that I know, like are so sweet and I, I, really, and I talk to them as well. And I'm like, you know, um, I, I, I make very specific things like even on social media, when you're a very young age, don't accept things and vice versa. Um, it doesn't matter if he's a lot younger than you because it doesn't make a difference or a lot older than you. 
because you're allowing access and it just starts with a message it starts with two messages there is no point there is absolutely no point um because they're like oh you know but he wears barna and he's a good, good bar and she was like it doesn't make a difference it doesn't um and and you should really like i say this to kids as well like you should not and even like our nieces and nephews i'm like you know what it's your choice if you want to accept go for it but you know we're just here telling you that is there's no point there's just no point and there's no point in that mm. discussion you know there's like used to be overly friendly people and i just yeah. never engage with it just oh how are you yeah. how's your back you know like, no, those things are dangerous. I'll tell you a funny story, Ben. So, Dutch always getting messages from random things in India, right? And um, so sometimes I log into her Facebook and then I'll, I'll go to the message and I'll say, why are you messaging my wife? <laughs> and uh, it's really funny. But, you know, this is, she's just one of like, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody gets like messages from unsolicited messages from random people. Yeah. And it's a, it's a shame that that's the state of the world at the moment. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just sound really unfortunate, but, um, I, I think those are some really one, practical tips. The one final thing I was just going to say with the whole thing is just wait, like, and even when you get to the Ananda garage point, don't just be like, oh, I like this thing. I'll start talking. Or, I like this baby. Start talking. Always go through a ritual then always make it very official. Like your parents know it's very public because a lot of the mistakes that I've seen youth make is keeping things secretive. Um, and then they think they know best which is, they do think at that time that they know best. But, you know, March Gepa, we can be there to help and be like, look, no, make it very public. Uh, you're talking as a rishta. And then when in that Anandagara relationship, um, it, then that, that that can be a lot easier. But definitely, that's the final thing I was going to say. Yeah. Beyond all of that, just make sure you're open and you go through a good stick of a chorlen before you decide. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, that would, I think you hit the head on nail on the head when you said that when we keep secrets, I think things just things can escalate and go down the wrong road. If you're, if you're not open about stuff with your family or with Sangha. Um, okay. Penj, where can people contact you? Where can they find out more? Like obviously no strangers adding you. We don't want that, but like, <laughs> um, um, so Mrs. Core teachers, Instagram yeah, is that the Mrs. best place. Yeah. Mrs. Core teachers in Instagram. And, um, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a massive pleasure. Honestly, it's, I've, I've learned a lot and, um, you know, I'm, I'm new on this parenting journey, but I've, I've picked up a, a lot of things that I'm going to try and work on with the kids and it's made me aware of a lot of stuff. So I really appreciate your time and your experience. No, thank you. I've, I feel like I've gone on and on and on and I, I just do that. Sometimes it just comes off, but um, I do apologize. Um, if anything I said was nice, it's from, from Guru Sahib. If anything I said was like, not nice is from me and I do apologize. Um, right. I do go off. So, um, I hope it was okay. And yeah, no, thank you so much for, um, allowing me to speak about, um, Sikhi for a bit, which is always nice. And for the opportunity, which is always lovely. And it's nice to see like basis. So thank you. G. Right.